Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's do the big picture first, and that is the Phillies aren't as good as Houston. We knew that going into the World Series that the Astros were the better team. They had a much better pitching staff. Phillies struck out 71 times, by the way, a record in a six-game series and hit 163. So the idea that the the Phillies, and this is after they got off to a pretty decent start. They scored six runs in game one, and then they turned around and scored seven runs in game three. So they scored 13 runs in two of the first three games, and they hit a bunch of home bunch of home runs, especially in that game on Tuesday in um, in Philadelphia. But after that, they did absolutely nothing, losing three straight. And Houston's pitching was just too good. Verlander was, you know, obviously a no-hitter, the combined. Then you had Verlander go five solid innings in game five. And Valdez, who in my eyes should have been the MVP. They gave it to Pena. Valdez won two games. Uh, to me, Valdez should have been the MVP. And then Valdez, uh, you know, put him uh, to sleep there on Saturday night. So, no matter how Saturday should have turned out, we'll get to that in a sec. The Astros are better than the Phillies. I mean, they got a better they got a better team. I mean, you know, uh, the Phillies strike out or struck out way too much. I think the Phillies probably have a more little more pop in their lineup. I mean, they got some dangerous offensive players, but those offensive players are very streaky. Hoskins is streaky. Castellanos is streaky. I mean, Schwerber and Harper are fine, but a lot of streaky offensive players on that team. And I like Riamuto, but some streaky offensive players and against big pitching, those op- those uh, streaky players, you know, Stott did nothing in this series. They're going to have some trouble. So let's throw that out of the gate first. No matter what occurred, the Astros are better. But Rob Thompson totally screwed up the game there in my eyes on Saturday night. Under I understand he's got a formula, but again, the kid on the Shrin bike, uh, you know, driving his uh, little, uh, uh, you know, taking the subway over to the uh, Citizens Bank, who all day looks at his d- computer for the latest data, and then throws it to the GM or the assistant GM who then parades it downstairs to the clubhouse and hands to the manager. I mean, again, those guys lose all the time. This had Blake Snell and Kevin Cash written all over it against two years ago in game six. Uh, in the pandemic year when the Dodgers beat Tampa, there is no way, shape, or form that you can take Wheeler out of that game. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, he's, he's 70 pitches. He's given up one ground single up the middle. Maldonado got a lucky hit by pitch. I actually thought that shouldn't have been hit by pitch. I think he actually tried to get hit by the pitch. He should have just been a ball and it should have been, the bat should have been continued. They could have had a double play on the Altuve ground ball. And then Payne hits a little ground ball up the middle. And then they take him out of that game, Thompson does, for Alvarado, who was in the minor leagues in August, who gave up a two-run homer in game one to St. Louis when Wheeler, in relief of Wheeler, who the three or four days prior to that hit Alvarez with the bases loaded and then gave up a three run double to Bregman, and this is the guy that you bring in a game? And in this situation, nursing a one nothing lead, we all said over the weekend that in order for the Phillies to have a chance to win game six and force a game seven and get the Astros tight, the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you won a 2-1 game or a 3-2 game. You were not scoring a lot of runs against Valdez. On, uh, you just weren't doing it on Saturday night. So once Schwerber hit the home run, Thompson's main deal there should have been, I got to figure out a way to get 
12 outs, which means I got to get six more from Wheeler, and then I got to figure out a way to get six outs from Dominguez, get out of here, and get to game seven. And, and then maybe they get a little tight, we steal one. I mean, that's how you have to manage that scenario. And for him to take Wheeler out of that game, first and third at one nothing in the bottom of the sixth inning off 70 pitches when he's your best pitcher for Alvarado? I mean, you must be kidding me. Why? Because that's the way you've been doing it in, you know, in, in September against the Braves. And so as a result, you got to go to that formula now. I mean, this is an elimination game. And it's not like Alvarado's rock solid. He's not Mariano Rivera. All right? I couldn't believe it. Now, again, I, you know, listen, they only got three hits in a game. Chances are they're going to win that game anyway. I mean, you know, one nothing bottom six on a road is a tricky spot. And who knows? Maybe, you know, Alvarez hits a double off Wheeler or hits a sacrifice fly, and then it's 1-1, and then you throw the Schreiber home run out, and then you take your chances, and used to have a big advantage there, better bullpen home field. But you can't, under any circumstances, if you're Thompson, uh, take Wheeler out of that game. I mean, again, I don't think the Phillies were going to win the World Series, as it turned out, the last chance to do that is when Marsh struck out uh, in the eighth inning on Thursday night with uh, runners at first and third down three-two. Once that occurred, they were not going to win the World Series. Let's be honest; they were going to have trouble. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, you talk about putting a kibosh on it. That's what Thompson did to me on Saturday night. So uh, that's the first thing that I wanted to get to, the specifics in Game 6. The other thing is the Astros themselves. There's two other themes. The second theme is Houston. I mean, listen, they've been, they've won four pennants and two titles in six years. Now, Cincinnati... In the early 70s, a team that I think a lot of folks think is a dynasty team, Morgan, Rose, Bench, Perez, Sparky, that team in seven years won two titles and three pennants. 70, they lost the Orioles. Uh, 71, the Giants won. 72, they lost to Oakland in a World Series. So that's two World Series, two pennants, two World Series, but both losses. 73, the Mets beat them. 74, the Dodgers won. And then 75, 76, they won. So they won four pennants, but won two championships in seven years. This team has basically done the same exact thing. I mean, in 17, they won it all. So that's a pennant, a World's Championship. In, uh, in, in, in uh, 19, they won a pennant lost and lost to Washington. Last year, they won a pennant and lost. So they've won four pennants in, and two titles in six years. So they obviously, they've actually done it in short amount of time than the Reds did. And everybody thinks the Reds is a championship or a dynasty-oriented ball club. Now, the Reds, the Reds are better than Houston. I mean, I saw all those teams day in and day out. That was a better team than the Astros. They got just better offense. Their bullpen could match up with Houston. They had an excellent bullpen. Eastwick, Pat Raleigh Eastwick, Pat Darcy, Will McEnany, Barbone. They had a better bull. They had a be- they had as, as good a bullpen, if not better than Houston's. Not as good a starting pitching, and certainly a better offense. You know, Rose, Bench, Perez, and Morgan. You're not going to beat those are four Hall of Famers and George Forster at the end of it. You're not beating those guys. So they have a best. So I don't think Houston's as good as Cincinnati, but their accomplishment and their achievement is certainly. You know, it, it, you can't even argue it. They got four. Uh, I mean, they have won um, four pennants and two titles in six years. The Reds won four pennants and two titles in seven years. Now, the Reds were a little bit more dominant in that second World Series than the Astros were. The Astros won in seven and in six. The Reds won in seven and in four. But, I mean, and they swept the Yankees. But I didn't, So, from that standpoint, if you want to classify the Big Red Machine as a team that you uh, consider a dynasty, well, then I'm not going to argue with you too much on Houston. And why would Houston not be good down the road here? 
I mean, McCullers is good. Verlander's got st- got bullets left in his arm. Everybody loves Valdez, and Javier just pitched a no-hitter in six innings. So, I mean, they have good enough starting pitching, and Bregman and Altuve are going nowhere, nor is Tucker, nor is Alvarez. They got all these guys signed. They make a move to get another offensive player. Crane spends money. Uh, Pena's a young kid. I mean, this, is a good, this team's going to be good for, and the division stinks. This team's going to be good for a long time. No dispute that the Astros can't come back and do the same thing they have they just done uh, with another title. And so that is item two, where you rack up the Astros from a championship perspective. Then the third thing that I would say is, is Dusty. Now, Dusty, I know there's a lot of people who think that Dusty needed to win a championship to get to the Hall of Fame. Every manager who's uh, in the Hall of Fame has got a championship. Weaver, Lasorda, Torrey, La Russa, Connie Mack on the team, McGraw, uh, you know, Casey Stengel. I mean, all of them that are Dick Williams, all of them that are in the Hall of Fame, Bochy's on his way. They've won a title. So Dusty, who's got over 2,000 wins and is going to make the Hall of Fame if he, even if he lost his series, needed that championship just, you know, to salt the way Cooperstown. Now, he was going to probably make it anyway, but this salts it away. And Dusty, you know, listen, he had a very good career. You know, he was a good offensive player. He drove in 1,000 runs in 19 seasons. He had 242 home runs. He was an NL, NLCS MVP in 1977. He was one of four players that did 30 home runs in a year. Nobody else has ever, I'm not sure if it's been matched, but he did that. And, you know, he was on a good, he was on deck when Aaron hit the home run in 74. I mean, Dusty had an illustrious major league career. I mean, uh, he, illustrious might be a little strong. He had a very good major league career. You know, in Atlanta, in Dodgers Stadium, and he finished up with Oakland, and he finished up with the Giants. And remember, he won a title in 81. So he had a very, very good career. And then he won an MVP of an NLCS. But his managerial career has been tremendous. I mean, San Francisco, he won right away. And then he won later when he got, you know, he won in 93. And then 94, 5, and 6, they weren't very good. And then from 97 to the year he left in 02, that team was good every year. Uh, they lost the Angels in 02. They lost the Mets in 2000. They lost a tough race to Arizona in 2001. Uh, you know, I mean, they were the 99, same thing. I mean, they were, the, the Giants were a team that, you know, 98, they played in the wild card. 97, they won the division. I mean, he did a good job there. Then he goes to Chicago, wins there. Lost a heartbreaker to Miami, but, you know, with Bartman. But, you know, he won there. And then he got to Cincinnati. He won there. Actually, ironically enough, lost to the Giants in a five-game series when he had a 2-0 lead. And then, he, and then he lost all three games at home. And then he went to Washington. He got a raw deal. He got fired after the year. And that wasn't fair, losing uh, to the Cubs. They fired him. And then he uh, turns around, goes to Washington, goes to Houston. He takes over after the pandemic. And, you know, he has done nothing but, you know, get to the ALCS in 2020 and then win back-to-back pennants. And now he wins a world championship to uh, basically the, uh, the, you know, the cherry on top. Now, he, I, I don't think he's... As he said to Tyler Kepner in the New York Times on Saturday, I won one, I might as well come back and win another. So he made it sound like he was going to return. Doesn't have a contract for next year. But this championship is about the feel-good story that is Dusty Baker. Everybody in the sport likes him. Everybody. So it's good to see him win one. So Thompson with Wheeler, the Astros from a dynasty perspective, and Johnny B. Good, Dusty Baker. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. 
Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.